Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Thursday, December the 16th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to go over an NBA four-game main slate for this evening's action that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we had a good night last night. Could have been an awesome night, so I hate to complain when you win, but uh, man, we were looking like we were going to take down everything and just got absolutely nothing out of Terrence Mann and very little out of Luke Kennard. So they are definitely on my uh, dead list, if you will. They did not get it done in those late games, but we were still able to have some strong caches, especially on FanDuel. So, or I'm sorry, on DraftKings, uh, where we are able to uh, make some noise. So tonight, hopefully we can hit all three. It's just a four-game slate, uh, and in each game, one of the teams is on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, so that's going to change rotations, rest, pe you know, people that are resting, and then obviously all the COVID outbreak stuff is uh, very concerning. So, man, fingers are crossed. I hope we get through this without any stoppages, cancellations, any of that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, here's hoping for the best, no doubt about it. All right. A couple of things here uh, at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter, dfscoachtalk.com is the website to go to to sign up. We are in the middle of our 12 days of Christmas celebration, uh, where you get 12 days of Coach Talk for $12, as, amongst other special offers. Just go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, and you'll see the uh, specific offers on there. If you're watching this on YouTube today, please give us the quick thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, and if you can, it'd really be appreciated if you'd make a little comment, question, comment, whatever the case may be, it really helps us move up the algorithm uh, on YouTube. Also hit that little bell in the upper corner. That will give you an alert every time one of our podcast posts. We have a fantastic NFL podcast that is already posted for tonight's game, so check that out for sure. And uh, like I say, when you hit that alarm button, then you know when our seven-day-a-week NBA podcasts and our three NFL podcasts post. And then joining back in soon will be PGA as uh, we hit that Hawaiian uh, run there uh, come January, which is only a couple of weeks away. So uh, that is it. We're looking to get uh, – let's get this started today. We've got, again, like I say, four games. It's a competitive slate. And, uh, you know, a lot of volatility here. So uh, first thing is um, Detroit and Indiana are going to be the first two teams on the board here. Again, it's a, a, a 7 o'clock start. I'm going to move back. I was checking out tomorrow's schedule. Uh, and it is Indiana minus 10. It's a 210.5 total, 100.25 implied for Detroit, 110.25 implied for the Pacers. Detroit comes in at 4 and 22, so that stings a bit. Pacers at 12 and 18. Injuries, Killian Hayes questionable. Uh, Jer uh, Jeremy Grant and Kelly Olenek out. For Indiana, three guys out, Craig, McConnell, and Warren. 
you've got Indiana coming off a game last night. So they're on the second night of a back-to-back. Detroit's got an island game. So that could affect some of the rotations here. Um, statistically speaking, Detroit is seventh in the league in pace. Uh, Indiana is 25th. Um, defensive efficiency, not good for Detroit, 23. A little bit better than middle of the pack with Indiana at 12. Um, as far as pricing goes here, Killian Hayes questionable 3.8. You know, you can't go there uh, unless he's ruled in with no limitations. But there are some good deals here if you can get them to have the right game. Uh, you, know, you have Diallo at 4.3, Sadiq Bey at 4.9, Isaiah Stewart at 5.7. All playable. Uh, Frank Jackson of 4K becomes a, a good target if Killian Hayes is uh, listed as out. Uh, the the payup guys, the obvious choice here, um, and that's Kate Cunningham, Cunningham, but he's all the way up to 8-6. So, you know, that definitely is a concern. Um, even though this is the lowest total on the board, it's not that much of a discrepancy. Uh, only five and a half points in the total separates these four games. So there's no standout or no, no terrible uh, game or uh, team as far as the total. Um, on the side of the Indiana Pacers, you have Brogdon at 8-4, playable for sure. Chris Duarte has been inconsistent of late, especially with Justin Holiday coming back, so not going to go there. Karis LeVert has jumped to 7-5. Uh, he keeps drifting up, uh, but can be considered because he's not only – uh, getting minutes uh, at the small forward. But when Brogdon goes out, now that T.J. McConnell's been out, for, is going to be out for quite some time, uh, Levert has played some backup point guard. So that's always a plus. Sabonis, a little pricey at 10-5, but a good matchup for him. Uh, Miles Turner, much more reasonable at 6-7. Uh, don't feel there's a necessity to go uh, to the bench here. All right, game two, Philadelphia 76ers and Brooklyn Nets. That is at 7.30. Um, Brooklyn is favored by a half a point. So there you go. Figure that one out. Lay a half. So if the game ties, which can't happen in the NBA, uh, then you lose. But it is what it is. It's one, uh, 213 and a half total. 106 and a half Philadelphia implied. 107 for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Philly comes in 15 and 14. Brooklyn comes in 20 and 8. And this is a laundry list of guys out. I mean, it's almost hard to believe there's this many guys listed as out. Philadelphia, Corkmoss, Niang, Riller, Simmons, and Springer. And if you think that's impressive or not impressive, whichever way you want to look at it, Listen to this group for Brooklyn, and these guys are already ruled out. Uh, COVID's definitely taken an effect. Aldridge, Bembry, Brown, Carter, Harden, Harris, Irving, Johnson, Millsap. Can they play the game? That will end up being the question. Uh, that is definitely going to be interesting. There'll be a massive amount of, uh, you know, Value in this slate, uh, David Duke just was awesome for me yesterday, but now everybody and their brother is going to be on him. 
So we'll see how that shakes out. Um, as far as statistically, Philadelphia, second night of a back-to-back. Does Embiid sit? If he does, plug in Drummond and go on down the road. Uh, I don't think Embiid plays, to be honest with you. Seth Curry also may sit. Uh, he's been dinged up. So that news is obviously uh, imperative. Other than that, though, uh, that is the news from, from the game. But Philadelphia's second night of back-to-back, watch that. And I'm already plugging in Drummond as my center for right now, and then we'll wait and see what happens. Philadelphia is playing at a very, very slow pace, second slowest in the league at 29th. I think they've been so shorthanded often. I think Doc's got them just playing slower basketball. I mean, they weren't playing super fast last year, but not nearly this slow. So I think, you know, you, you limit possessions – uh, that gives you a better chance. It's you know it takes the game and uh, and brings it into chunks as opposed to just up and down the floor. When you're short-handed or low on talent, uh, you want to eliminate how many possessions the other team is getting. Brooklyn, on the other hand, is second in the league in pace, so monster pace up for Philly. And if we're going to get some of those. Um, you know, substitute guys that are going to get main minutes or huge lift in usage, this could be a key spot on the entire slate. Um, Philly's 20th in defense. Brooklyn is sixth. So, you know, you've got a a couple things to look at here uh, on both sides. As far as Philly goes, Tyrese Maxey's been hot at 6'9". He could be a great play. Uh, Tobias Harris at 8'7", if Embiid sits, becomes a really strong play. And so would Andre Drummond at 7'. Uh, if Embiid plays at 11-4, I mean, if he's playing without restrictions on a back-to-back, which I seriously doubt, then obviously you can consider him there. Um, if he sits and, say, Curry sits, it does bring a few guys into play uh, as well. Uh, may, maybe a Matisse Thibel at 3-1, although he really struggles offensively. Um, and then we'll just we'll follow what the lineup's going to look like uh, in our Discord. But you know, Maxi and Harris would be where to start if that does take place. All right, on the other side of the ball for the Brooklyn Nets, uh, it looks like we're probably going to have a similarity to uh, yesterday, which is uh, Patty Mills or the game before last. Patty Mills, David Duke, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, Nick Claxton. Uh, so, you know, it changes the entire complexion of things. Mills at 6'6", and Durant at 12'3", which is a big number, but a deserved number, uh, I think, are the two go-to guys. David Duke, like I said, he was great for me uh, in this last game, and now he's uh, only up to 4.2. So he's going to play more than likely for me and be a good value. You could consider uh, Griffin at 5, maybe. Uh, Claxton's the the better place to go, in my opinion, uh, at 3-9. Cam Thomas should get some decent run, too, at 4-7. So, again, we need the news, but it is going to open up a lot of possibilities and a lot of value. Okay, third game. It's uh, 8 o'clock. So we have 7, a 7.30, an 8, and a 9. So they're definitely spread out and uh, positioned well throughout the night. Uh, for a good DFS uh, night to follow the games. It's 
the New York Knicks at the Houston Rockets. Knicks are favored by six and a half. 111.25 implied for New York. 104.75 for the Houston Rockets. Knicks come in 12 and 16. Houston comes in 9 and 19. Uh, questionable tags for three of the Knicks. Nobody listed out as of yet. The Knicks questionable tags, R.J. Barrett, Mr. Uh, Quentin Grimes, and Obi Toppin. So you've got three uh, three guys that could get in the rotation, specifically Barrett and Toppin, but Grimes has gotten decent minutes lately as well. For Houston, it's definitely much tougher look here. Doubtful is, of course, the rookie uh, Green, and then Christian Wood also uh, is doubtful. Uh, out already, we've got House, Porter, and Wall. So some interesting information there. Um, as far as pace goes, the Knicks are 19th, Houston third, so big pace up for the Knicks. These teams don't play defense well. All that talk last year about the Knicks D, they're 21st, Houston's 24th. This 216 number, although just slightly, is the highest number on the slate. Um, and, you know, there's definitely some interest based on the lack of defense that these two teams have been playing. You know, the question will be, you know, where are the minutes going to go in that backcourt? It looks like Rose and Burks could have a good chunk of those. Uh, they're 6'3 and 7'1, respectively, can both be considered. Julius Randle, a good payup option at 10K, uh, especially with Christian Wood, more than likely not playing. Uh, don't want to get in the mix of Noel, Robinson, Gibson, that group. Um, quickly, possibly off the bench at 5-1, also uh, deserves a mention. For Houston, it looks like Eric Gordon will be back because Houston played last night. So they're the team in this game in the second night of a back-to-back. Um, and Gordon sat out the last game. So I love Eric Gordon. He'll be in most of my lineups. He's 5'6". Uh, Armani Brooks getting good minutes at 5'4". Garrison Matthews, who's coming back to earth with, uh, you know, not as quite the level that he had played there for about three, four games. But he's only 4'6", and you can consider him. Uh, Jen Goon, who was in 100% of my lineups, uh, even though he was coming off the bench, I love that because it brought the ownership down a little bit, and he was absolutely terrific. And he is blowout proof. He's going to get good minutes in close games, and he's going to get uh, decent minutes plus the mop-up minutes in games where they get smoked. Um, Knicks very well could. Six and a half, not that big of a number, though. So uh, we should get a, a decent mixture there. All right. Last game on the slate. We're only doing four games after all these massive 13 and 11 game slates. Uh, this game is Washington Wizards at the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix favored by eight and a half. It's a back to back for Washington as well. So that's a little bit rough there for them and then having to play Phoenix on top of it. Uh, Washington's 26th in pace. Uh, so huge pace down for Phoenix. But Phoenix is number one in pace. So you've got Washington going to get more possessions here, more shots up, uh, makes it very interesting. Washington is 19th in defense. They have continued to drop from top, uh, I think they were seventh at, at the high peak. 
So teams are scoring against them, and Phoenix can definitely score the ball. Phoenix, on the other hand, is second in the league in defense. Um, Washington, yes, it's a great pace-up game, <clears throat> but you're facing the second most defensive efficient team in the entire league. Uh, as far as <clears throat> the statistics in this game, well, let's look at the records. Washington's 15 and 14. Phoenix, a very impressive 22 and 5. You've got Kyle Kuzma, questionable. Bryant and Hashimura out. Uh, and then uh, again, that's second night of a back to back. So there may be more guys sitting. Phoenix uh, has uh, the rookie Smith, is questionable. And then Booker, Kaminsky, Nader, and Sarge are all out. Um, again, you know, the pace helps Washington, hurts Phoenix, but vice versa on the defensive efficiency. So who falls into play here? You know, the question is, um, does Spencer Dinwiddie play or not? Uh, if not, it's more than likely uh, Aaron Holiday or Raul Raul Neto, one of those guys will step in, both very cheap. So that's something we need to follow there. That makes them a decent play. Bradley Beal at 9K. Uh, we had him everywhere yesterday. He was decent. Uh, can he go back to back and get big minutes uh, and keep uh, Washington in the game? Certainly a great play to go to. Usage is, is very good uh, and getting better. Uh, Kuzma, if he's healthy at 6-1, you can look at. Uh, not interested in the Gafford-Harrell split, like, although both guys are decent. Uh, you could look for Neto, Avdia, Bertans off the bench, but only in GPPs. Uh, for Phoenix, Chris Paul's been solid uh, since Booker went down. He's all the way up to 9-7 now. So, yeah, it's, he's a strong play, uh, but, you know, can you afford – one of your key pay-up pay guys uh, in this spot. That's something we have to decide because if it does get out of hand, Washington throws in the towel early, that really could hurt the rotation for Phoenix, especially a, a you know veteran like Chris Paul. Shaman at 3-6 has just been sort of, you know, muddling around, uh, not somebody that excites me. Kale Bridges could throw a big game on the board at 5-8, so there's a decent ceiling there. Uh, Jay Crowder's been more consistent than usual at 4-7. Uh, then you have DeAndre Ayton at 8-8 eight, eight, that you can consider, but we need to uh, make sure he's going with no minutes restrictions or anything like that. He's been in and out of the lineup the last week or so. Uh, off the bench, in a game like this, this is usually where one of these three guys shines or sometimes more than that, and that's Cam Johnson at 5-1. Cameron Payne at 5-2, and JaVale McGee at 4-5. I would consider any of those three guys just because of the game scripting of this game. You know, Phoenix should have a decent lead. You know, they're, I think they're going to utilize those guys more to rest some of the veterans like Paul Crowder and an oft-injured uh, DeAndre Ayton. So you have a lot of options there. Certainly nothing like we we had yesterday with a massive amount of games, but there are some uh, really good plays here, some great value, and I think you could make up whatever kind of lineup. That's the one thing about a slate this size with all of this news. You can go stars and scrubs, absolutely. You can also go mid-level pricing, or you can do a mixture. 
I mean, it's not going to be one dominant way. Like, you know, when you see the 13 game slates, everybody, you know, gravitates to the one or two huge value plays. They pound that and then allows them to buy up. So pretty much everybody stars and scrubs. But on a slate like this, where you have a lot of opportunities to build at that mid-level number, uh, you can eliminate some of those riskier, cheaper guys uh, and, uh, you know, just unfortunately have to veer from the top price guys. So both I've seen both win. I've seen both approaches be successful. So it's, you know, all about picking the right contest, uh, making sure you keep your bankroll management in check, and then, uh, you know, let's work on picking the right guys together. So appreciate it, uh, getting us out fairly early on Thursday so you have a chance to look at it throughout the day. Uh, join us at DFSCoachTalk.com, uh, that Christmas special where you can join us for a full 12 days for 12 measly bucks. That's it. You can't beat it. You get everything that we've got when you join. Uh, all of our lineups, and we do something unique in the industry. We do a, a coach's clipboard uh, for all of our sports on DraftKings, which gives you five core plays and then a selection of other players uh, to choose from. And then as far as uh, FanDuel and Yahoo, we're giving out free full cash lineups on both and GPP lineups for all members. So join us in Discord. You know, let's watch these changes, make sure we know who's sitting, create situations where we can do some late swap if needed, and uh, let's just keep taking down some cash. We've had a pretty darn good run here. We want to con uh, continue it, and uh, we'd love to have you jump in. Uh, let's get those, those bank rolls all stacked up as we go into uh, a fun weekend of NBA and NFL. So thank you so much for spending your morning or afternoon here with us at Coach Talk. For the entire Coach Talk team, I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. We'll catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.